won't leave me in ruins. I want to be Betty's Barney. Machines back on. Turn your machines back on. Lehu, <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? I have no idea what you'd be referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel uh, everyone's a little happier. Everyone's dancing in the streets. <laughs> I, I'm just so glad the election's over, man. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, it was. Emotionally yeah. and and mentally, just draining. I had CNN on for three days, and I'm like, I am sick of just staring at these numbers, man. Oh, I had to get away a couple times and watch some movies, and uh, I watched that Pain and Gain, which oh my god, it was so oh. good. I'm gonna, we'll be talking about it in a couple weeks, but it was one of those. Every once in a while, I'll see a movie that I've uh, that has been out uh, for like years and years that I hear mediocre stuff about, and yeah. then I go and watch it, and I was like, well, this movie was fantastic. Why the hell wasn't people uh, into it more than I uh, than for I thought? For real, dude. The rocks rolling that uh, it's just the tongue-in-cheekness of it how, because they realize it was a true story but they're just gonna uh it's so ridiculous to the point at the end where they were like this when they put words on the screen it says yeah. this still really happened yeah well they they put those yeah. cuts in throughout the movie yep. like just a reminder yeah, yeah. this is a true story yeah. and this actually it's happened crazy it's about I, yeah I'll, we'll get into it in a couple weeks with uh, me and dave when we do barbecue. true crime but uh, uh just yeah. everything man it, it's and you think you've seen these actors do their best roles before and then you see the rock do this and you're yeah. like oh my god the rock was great so so yeah there was a couple times i was able to decompress from uh from yeah. the, the politics of the world to go back and watch some films man i just i just kept off of everything just, that's probably the best key to do it but i was plugged in and seeing yeah, it I all couldn't so. do it. i couldn't do it <laughs> uh i couldn't do it if my guy was losing <laughs> that's one of those things that's when you really unplug i guess you're sick of hearing it so well, i i i've I'd like to say I feel bad for the other side, but you know it's now time to come back to reality. And uh, I mean, you could say that they were a let, uh, let the adults take over dysfunctional family. Yeah, <laughs> nice how you work that in, and that is absolutely true. When this is a movie, and this will be yeah. oh, several yes, movies, absolutely, there will be one that deals directly with like the family yeah. and everything. And that's what I, I hope they do it like uh, like Vice, you know, yeah. uh, or The Big Short, where it's funny but it's like super serious at the same time yeah. you know because you can't look at this and not i mean there'll be comedies written about 2020 oh there'll be gosh, uh action movies ab about it yeah. complete dramas that will be up for oscars and everything and it uh and the people playing these characters aren't going to be cast by the people we've seen them playing oh now. yeah no like biden won't be jim carrey no. uh Alec Baldwin won't be Trump, but there'll be some people out there that are going to nail these roles, man. It's going to be interesting to see, oh, for sure. God. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, the new cabinet being called. Because, oh, yeah? Because, you know, the, they're going to pick all people that we're familiar with. Because we are all we all know these names now more than... Uh, have you ever known as many senators' names or politicians' names ever in your life than Honestly, this year? Honestly, I, I, I still, still don't, don't know, know that many. <laughs> yeah, but there's some you probably still do. I mean, do, yeah. I mean, there, I, I mean I you would, know Bernie Sanders. Yeah, you know I would, if you went down a list, I'd be able Mayor to Pete. definitely, for the more than now than in my entire yeah. life, I'd be able to like, oh, yeah, I know them. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that person and yeah. those will get the uh they're going to be in the new administration so it's going to be exciting 
Hopefully, I just want money in my pocket, man. Yeah, Where's the you. stimulus check I've been hearing Get about? Get your hand out of my pocket. Yeah. Where's this basic uh, income I'm hearing about? Where's like uh, health universal health care, man? How is everyone not getting beyond? Unless you work for an insurance company, how are you not <laughs> behind this? I don't get it. How people are like, well, that that's socialized medicine. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> These people that have complained about that don't realize. You know, uh, like uh, trash pickup socialized, right? Uh, mail pickup socialized. How free health care? You have problem with that do yeah. you we're the only like established country in the entire world that doesn't have it so it's gonna happen good They'll legalize marijuana i can guarantee that uh yes. even the even the prosecutor <laughs> wants to do it the, yeah. the former prosecutor really, i'm tired of this i'm <laughs> the tired people of this. she's gonna have to release people she probably Dude, put in there <laughs> i'll tell you this to me was the most this was the biggest surprise of the entire election to me and i'm really surprised that not more people have heard about oh, it i know what you're talking about you're talking about oregon Oh, uh, no, no. I did hear about that, too, Dude, though. Yeah, they yeah. legalized small amounts of cocaine, heroin, heroin and LSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No arrest, yeah. no court date, $100 it fine. It should be that thing. It should be fines, and it should be therapy if, I, if you need it. Not I jail. totally that's agree. That's just fucking ridiculous. I, I just, I can't, I mean, that's... Uh, that to me was the most yeah. left field thing. I was thinking that you were going to talk about the uh, the fifteen dollar minimum wage in Florida. Oh man, yeah, I yeah, talking I, about. I, I did. I mean, uh, which is exciting too, man. I yeah. mean, it's not exciting if you're a small business owner. Yeah, no kidding. But, yeah, I mean, it, and it's not all at once. I think it's gradual. Yeah, I think it's, it's between now and like twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a flip of a coin, though. I mean, it's or, what could you say a double edged sword. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, you make more money, you spend more money. I mean, things the, cost there, more. There is a lot you know, that goes along with that. Yeah, you know, you know, so that you own that bodega people are still going to need those uh, fillies and everything else they buy there say it with me bodega (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go back to your dysfunctional family reference my dysfunctional family why we got to talk about my dysfunctional family Man, it's a good topic, and it's been used well in movies. Mainly, I've always, not that you can't find it in drama, you certainly can, but it seems when I was just looking for uh, films to put on, that it's ripe for comedy and horror, specifically. Absolutely. Comedy and horror, it's like right up there. Which is pretty much what I have. That's exactly what I have. I have comedy and horror on mine. So uh, what are the, uh, what kind of uh, years are we looking at for your, I think almost all except for one movie in the 80s is from the 90s. 90s must have been a big... uh, Big fan for dysfunctional comedy. Oh, for for your list? Yeah, for my oh, okay. list. Okay, um, yeah, I've got mine are mostly '90s and then two that are like in the last five years. Cool. Yeah, um, dude, '90s was a good Man, decade dude. for all different kinds of like comedies. You and know, stuff you like you that. forget about it because people always are out in the '80s, and I agree with them. I love the '80s and everything, but listening to the pod and the movies we pick and everything, the '90s had some kick-ass films coming out. Oh yeah, dude. That was my biggest disappointment for this year. It's just like the lack of the movies coming out. Dude, I heard AMC is about to make a big announcement. They might oh, be. Oh yeah, that ain't, it ain't a good one either. Yeah. Uh, I hear tenants kind of come out digitally before the end of the year, though, so Good. it might make the 2020 pod. Yeah, I'll have to. That one I will buy. I and I mean I don't know what the Bond movie never happened. All these movies that didn't happen. It's still got to watch Bill and Ted. Still haven't watched it. It's got to be coming out soon, though. Yeah, well, it was. I mean, they had it out for the 20, yeah. you know. But I was just like, I'll wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I'll, I'll by now I'll just wait. I'll wait till it's four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's that's my money point. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> so I say we start right off. So anything dysfunctional, man. All know, right. And like, 
Like I said, it could be anything. Um, okay, so we'll start off with a comedy. I really like this one. Uh, this is uh, We're the Millers. Damn, I've only seen this once, but I really thought it was hilarious. Yeah, dude. So who we got? We got Sudeikis. We yeah. have uh, the kid from The Revenant, which I really like. Uh, who, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston, right? Which is a left field one. You know, when she did Horrible Bosses, it was like people forgot about her just doing those random movies and everything. And I yeah. love that she picks them up, you know, because she's a lot... I, you. You kind of think with her name that she's a lot bigger actress than she is, but she does a lot of independent movies. Yeah, she's like great. Good Girl. Have you ever seen Good Girl? Dave's no. seen it. It's really, really good. Very huh. independent comedy where she she didn't wear makeup in it, and she worked at like a grocery store as a cashier and was having really? like an affair with Jake Gyllenhaal, and huh. she was wrapped up in this like crime kind of thing, and it was really good. I loved her in Office Space. Now, office space. That, I guess that technically was the first time we saw her come out of nowhere, and we're like, "Hell, shit!" The girl from Friends is in this movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, also, you got Emma Roberts. Emma and, Roberts is uh, great. Love her. Ed Helms. Ed Helms. He's, Ed Helms. He, is great he's too. great in this one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Catherine Hahn and Nick Offerman. Yeah, those both. guys are both like classic comedy for oh, me, man. They're so, their their role in this is Ron so Swanson, great. and uh, I, I loved her in Step Brothers. That's still my favorite role oh my with her. Gosh. Man. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I just want to roll you up into a little ball. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you in my vagina. In, in your vagina. <laughs> and just leave you in there and walk around. <laughs> um, so basically. Um, Let's see. Now, who was... The, uh, yeah, Sudeikis. Um, basically, Sudeikis is kind of like a scumbag. Yeah. Um, and... They're not really... They're playing a dysfunctional family. More, right, more yeah. Than anything. Um, yeah. And Ed Helms is a huge drug dealer. Yeah. Um, and Sudeikis owes... Which is weird. If you know, Ed Helms is the straight guy from The Hangover. So oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's weird thinking of him as a drug dealer. Yeah, he's and it, his personality in this is so much fun. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, Sudeikis, uh, recruits Anist, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Emma Roberts, and Will Poulter, um, to basically, like, be his family because he's got to go pick up a bunch of weed and mm. they're going to use this guise of them in an RV to go and, and, uh, take this weed across the country and back. Mm. Did I say Sudeikis? Is he not in this? No, he is. He Sudeikis is, is, he is. The, he's the main character. Gotcha. Um, and he tells them I all, confuse him with Ed Helm a lot too. Yeah, yeah. no, I do too. Like I, I get them confused yeah. a lot. Um, and he's going to pay them all a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, you know, along the way, they kind of become friends and they kind of become family. Well, he's but, a good drug dealer. Yeah, he's a good <laughs> drug dealer, you know. Um, and at one spot in particular, they end up, uh, running into Catherine Hahn and Nick Offerman, who are a couple, and they also have a daughter That's that That's my Will... dream couple right there. <laughs> Those guys are so hilarious. They also have a daughter that Will Poulter is kind mm-hmm. of, like, infatuated with, you know, and all these hijinks kind of go on. It turns out- Is Will out... Poulter the guy from Revenant? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, he's also in uh, Maze Runner. Um, he, I, I still love, need to see that, man. Yeah, I, I love him yeah. in that movie. He's great. He plays he's a good awesome role. in everything. I he, really enjoy him. He, he really reminds me good. of Jesse Plemons. He's that actor that's just got that weird look that rocks it in everything he's in. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, really good. Um, and so they end up at, like, you know, a, an RV park, and they run into Nick Hofferman and uh, Catherine Hahn. And, like... I think he's either DEA or ATF, something like that. Mm. You know, they find out that he's like a federal agent, you know. Offerman? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And 
they have all these really weird interactions and stuff like that. And at one point, I forget what it is that they're sneaking in, but Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston have to sneak into their tent mm-hmm. to get something. <laughs> this is a funny scene. And, and they get yeah. caught sneaking into the tent. And Hofferman and Hahn are both like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, we understand. We, we've wanted to try this, but we're, <laughs> we're, we've never really been sure about it until now. And they think that they're trying to mm-hmm. swing with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, That's dude. That's hilarious. And there's this you know, whole like mix-up and stuff like that. And then later on in the movie, they come back and, and play like a little, you know, uh, uh, just a different kind of role where they kind of save them. But, dude, this movie is so dysfunctional yeah. Oh, as, yeah. as a family unit yeah. because they're not a family, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, oh, my gosh, dude. It's fucking hilarious, man. It's good. I remember when it came out, and uh, it got a lot of love at the movie theater. Yeah, people absolutely. People were, uh, were checking it out. And I, re- I don't think I saw it in the theater. I think I had, I think I rented it and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those fun drug movies that's, yeah. that's smart, and it, it's got a lot. It's, it's not only a drug movie, because a lot of those drug movies, it's only going to kind of appeal to one crowd. Yeah. But it's also, like, case of mistaken identity and right. just that, a road movie for yeah. sure where did it take was it all california or something were they going over the border well, they, yeah they had to cross the border and come back and uh, to mexico or canada mexico mexico yeah, yeah. and uh, but the thing is is it's gonna be irrelevant when it's all legal yeah no so, shit like, what they, they had to go to a different country yeah um but the thing is is there's no uh, there's very little drug use yeah, in yeah, the movie. yeah. it's like, all just yeah, yeah like i think they i think ed helms smokes a joint like twice yeah, in the movie yeah. and that's it you know it's like, just what they're doing yeah 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 it's crazy with that when you think uh, in the future watching these things because I remember when uh, tattoos were illegal in Massachusetts. Really, we, and that wasn't. In, it just ended like 15 years ago. So no shit. It was. It was in the 2000s where you couldn't do it, and you have to. We would have to drive to Rhode Island. Really? To go get a tattoo. I was like, "What the fuck?" And I said, "It's insane." It was like it went down to there was only like two states where it was illegal, and I was like, "That's just ridiculous." People aren't going to believe that shit when you look back. At I don't it. believe it now. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> crazy, dude. Or remember when? Uh, Portland was the only place where you couldn't uh, get arrested for uh, heroin. Yeah, <laughs> shit, right? We'll see how it works there. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense that that is the state that they would do that Absolutely, in. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, because that state, it's almost like the Wild West. Yeah. That's why it makes no sense that weed's not legal in Florida, because Florida is the Wild West of the South. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, it's just anything goes and they don't give a shit. Like, Texas, Florida, and Oakland, when you really want to do whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of the three states that yeah. you want to do. <laughs> Or just get the hell out of the country. Right. Uh, So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome pick. All right. My first one. Where am I going to go here? I am going to go with 1991 People Under the Stairs. Oh, yes, dude. Talk about dysfunctional families. Yeah, no shit. Brother and sister. They're actually like brother and sister. Are they uh, really? Living there. But he calls her like Ma. Yeah, no, they call each other Ma and Pa. Yeah, but they're like brother and sister. Remember, that was like kind of revealed by Ving Rhames. That's right, yeah. And uh, they were crazy and everything, and they owned all. They were like slumlord kind of... uh, crazy people. They were slumlord crazy fucks. Yeah. Who owned like half these the block. Yeah. And it was the house that no one went into and everything because brilliantly, nobody ever came out. Yeah. yeah. Brilliantly played by damn. I, I'm gonna fuck up their names. I know the guy's name is Everett McGill, uh, and a lot of people would know him as the uh, the priest from uh, Silver Bullet, the one who yeah. lost an eye. But 
what was interesting about the, these two being cast, Wendy Roby, uh, Wendy Roby, and Everett McGill. So those two were in Twin Peaks together, the series, and mm-hmm. they played husband and wife. Right. And Wes Craven apparently saw him in Twin Peaks and loved their dynamic so much that they cast him to play brother and sister, mother and father, however you want to look at him in this movie, because it kind of went both ways. And uh, they were absolutely brilliant. Their their roles in Twin Peaks were crazy, crazy, crazy. Wendy Roby got hit got hit in the head on Twin Peaks the redheaded girl from um, People on the Stairs. She got hit in the head on Twin Peaks and thought she was a teenager. Oh, wow. And the, they enrolled her in high school because they thought it would help with her like transition <laughs> and getting back to where she was. It was just crazy. And she had super strength. So she could... She worked uh, on the like uh, cheerleader squad and would throw people like <laughs> 30, 40 feet in the yeah. air and bring people down. It was a weird, weird show. That's awesome. Uh, but this was a weird, weird movie. Brilliantly done by the great Wes Craven. I remember seeing this in the theater. And then the lights went out, and two of my best friends were like five rows in front of me. I didn't know they went to the movie themselves. We were uh-huh. like, dude, yeah. we just sat together. I was, it was a fun movie to watch, man. And I, I usually start almost every Halloween by watching People Under the Stairs. Oh, really? Because it's a horror movie, but it's one of those fun, ridiculous movies that you can just keep on. Yeah. So the, the meat of the movie is followed behind, uh, damn, what was the kid's name? Fool. Fool. Yeah. So in a very early Ving Rhames, like I think I had not seen Ving Rhames in anything I, yeah, but Yeah, I this didn't movie. even know that he was the same guy that was in Pulp Fiction yeah, when I saw Pulp yeah, Fiction. No, when Pulp Fiction came out, he went next level. And then yeah. when Mission Impossible came out and he was yeah. in that, he just... he Toast. Yeah, he was like a totally <laughs> different kind of character. But before that, he just played the scumbag yeah. kind of guy. And that's what it was with this. So Fool's taking care of his sick mom and he's got his sister and everything. And he's like, he's probably like 14 or 15 years old. Oh, maybe. And uh, it... His uh, the I don't know if it was a family friend was Ving Rhames. Uh, yeah, I think just, he was just one of his kind of quote unquote uncles. Yeah, yeah, something you know? like that. And he was like, "Hey, I know a way to make uh, money. There's two assholes that own half the city blocks, and a, there's a rumor that they keep gold in the basement, yep. and they got more money that they can deal with. Ooh. We go in there, we rob these guys, and you can pay for your mom's uh, medical bills and everything like that. So that's when they grab a third scumbag, and they they have like a couple. They're just trying to get in the house, and they have a couple good scams. One of the the white guy that comes in, uh, he's like a biker type guy. I've yeah, seen him in uh, different Jeremy roles. Roberts, maybe. Yeah, I've seen him in different roles before, and he always kind of plays that scumbag type yeah. guy. I think he has like a face tattoo anyway, so it kind of dictates his roles back then right. for sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he tried to impersonate like the electric, uh, the guy telling yeah. him that they have an outage, try to get in. And Wendy Roby wasn't going for it. Right. And they're like, no, there was no outage around here. And then Fool comes in dressed like a, uh, like a Boy Scout, right. co- collecting for cookies and shit. And that didn't wait uh, work. But they waited till they like left, and uh, they were able to sneak into the house. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> that's when they came home, man. And that's where the shit gets real is they locked all the doors. It was like a complete lockdown where, like, metal shades went down on the doors. Isn't there a part, if I remember right, where I think it's it's either Fool or Ving Rhames, one or the other, is stuck in between the walls? Yeah. And... They released the dog. Yeah, the, but the also, Rottweiler doesn't... Um, Oh, what's his name? Doesn't the 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 kid with no tongue? No, that's Sean Whalen. Yeah, he you can't forget about Roach. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, but isn't there a point where Everett McGill is like wearing a gimp oh, suit yeah, yeah, with yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah, shotgun yeah. shooting yeah. holes in the wall? <laughs> when it goes crazy, because what's going on is they're trapped in the house and they kill Ving Rhames off. So ba- uh, basically, it's just fool in the house. Yeah. But you realize that, and they have a daughter, uh, and the daughter kind of wants to help fool. Yeah. Uh, but what you don't realize is there's like twenty kids in the house, but they're in the basement. Yeah. 
yeah. and living in the walls. Didn't he cut the and, daughter's tongue out? No, that was the guy was, in the wall. Okay, that uh, was Roach. That was Roach, yeah. Okay. So, Roach, you realize that the house was also like a maze. Yeah. Like, they could open walls up and windows up, and you could slip into, like, the drywall. Yeah. And then run the entire length basement to uh, attic through the walls, and that's yeah. where it got really fun. Yeah. So, he got into the walls. They try to send the Rottweiler in there. He he, uh, he comes back and slides down. It's like a fun house. Oh, he ends I mean, up the shooting like the Rottweiler. That's At what At one happens. point later on. Yeah. Well, he ends up stabbing him. Remember, yeah. Uh, that's what he puts it is. the knife through the wall and the blood comes out yeah. and ends up killing him himself. But once he gets in the basement, you realize, well, there is gold down there, but there's also these like pale ass like they're not zombies, but they're just people that have they've had their tongues cut out yeah. and they just are fed like bodies yeah. and everything like that. So they're kind of cannibals. They for sure are cannibals. Yeah. Because they fed that one guy, the electrician to him and everything. That's right. Yeah. And then like you said, Everett McGill gets the gimp suit on <laughs> and he's just he's pumping himself up with a shotgun yeah. and uh, uh, Wendy Roby's going crazy, mani- mon- maniacal. She's going all like uh, Mommy Dearest and throwing his her daughter in the uh, tub and yeah. telling her to clean herself. Oh. That's right. With like bleach. Yeah, with bleach. Yeah. And oh, God. Clean yourself. Because they're very religious, too. Yeah. It's, it's weird, man, but yeah. it's fun weird. And uh, it goes all the way to the end, man, where Wendy Roby is like running at her daughter with a knife, like Carrie's mom. Yeah. And, and all sorts of fun, weird shit happens in this movie. But like I said, it's one of those fun movies that you just put on and just let let wind up and let it go. Absolutely. No, <laughs> um, Sean Whalen, I, I follow him on TikTok. And oh, nice. He's always doing lives. He still looks the same, man. I saw him. What I watched him on the other day, he played one of the cops in idle hands oh that really gets killed at the oh beginning. really i yeah. forgot about that um but he's always like selling merch and it's like autographed pictures of roach or that's like hilarious. a potato chip clip that's like a roach clip so it's got a picture of him as roach that's on hilarious. it no, i think he really... gets like a uh, a knitting needle in the head in, i think uh, that is what happens because remember when the cops bust in he's like trying to keep his hand busy before yeah. he cuts it off yeah and then he uh that awesome white zombie song starts playing and he plunges it into his, <laughs> into his head. I'm sure he shares that image a lot. But Yeah, so people on the stairs. All right. it out. Um, let's go with one that's not quite so funny. <laughs> um, Stephen King's Sleepwalkers. Oh, man. I just recently watched this because Halloween was coming and I knew you were going to talk about it. It's a creepy ass I saw movie. it twice in the theater. It's it's not a fantastic movie, but it's an interesting movie. And uh, re-watching it, the effects certainly don't hold up. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. No. I, I didn't rewatch. it. I honestly, I remember it well enough yeah. that I didn't have to. I it saw was it so good, many man. times back in the day. I love, I don't remember the guy from it much from anything the the girlfriend that he pines over is Amok uh, she was also from Twin Peaks super famous on Twin Peaks oh yeah uh, Madgen Amick yep that's her name and uh, I love the mom Alice Creed Alice Creed is so good yeah she played uh, a lot of people remember as the main cult leader in Silent Hill but she was oh, also that right. Borg. I don't know if you ever seen the pictures of the female Borg. That, I think I have. That I think I know she's, she's about. very sexy. She has like this, this very sexy voice and look to her that translates even where she's playing crazy or where she's got a lot of makeup on her. Yeah, that's what was. I, she played the perfect role in that female Borg. She'll always be the female female Borg to me. But I loved her in this. Yeah, uh, Brian Krause was the male. Oh yeah, lead. And I don't think I remember him anything. The what was remember. What I remembered about this movie a lot before you start talking about it is uh, all the director cameos. Tons oh, really? of director cameos. I didn't see, I just wouldn't even realize uh, that. I'm rewatching it, and they have Clive Barker, mm-hmm. Stephen King, Sam Raimi. 
to, uh, Joe Dante, Toby John, Hooper, John Landis. Uh, John Landis. Like they they put every because Mick Garris did this movie, and that that was the main problem with the movie, in my opinion. Uh, they didn't have a great director. Mick Garris has a great podcast and everything. I don't want to shit on him and everything, but he's the guy that did almost all the TV Stephen King movies. Oh, they really? Were like, uh, God, yeah, they all sucked. Dude. Yeah, I they mean, you had fun did, with dude. them, I'm sure, but yeah, I mean, they suck. Yeah, <laughs> this one was a little bit better because it was released theatrically, so you knew they were gonna. It was gonna be bloody and shit. Oh so. yeah, and I, I mean, but so and they never really say like where they got this power nope. or who it they was were. Like a whole like you could tell that it was a backstory that went three hundred years yeah. or something like that, but you'd never know where to. So basically, this mother and her son um, were like. I don't know. They they transformed yeah. into giant cats, like hairless cats. But they're also like vampires. They need blood, like virgin blood, yeah. to to survive. So I think it was to keep them young. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it was weird. They were these cat like creatures, but for some reason, they could not be around cats. Cats, cats yeah. could kill them, right? And cats were drawn to them too. And they would because little by little throughout the movie, yeah. there was like two cats in the yard, and then five cats. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Ten Very cats. like uh, Alfred Hitchcock, the birds before right. you realize that you look outside they're everywhere they're everywhere i know it's no siamese is the sons of yeah. but whatever siamese too smart to fall for that shit yeah. uh, <laughs> but I, I like the idea that it was like uh it was very needful things in the way that you remember in needful things leland gant moved to town because he had already used up another town right you know and that's basically what these mother and son were doing yeah. they, they fucked up whatever they town they came in they drained too many people they got in trouble with the law and they yeah. just moved here well and there's that really interesting scene um because Ron Perlman is the yeah. is the sheriff. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, and and there's like a shootout scene or something like that mm -hmm. where the son gets hurt. Yeah, and like when he transforms back, you know, because like it was it was almost. I mean, they could be hurt, but like they also were very strong. And, and if they had and, blood, they would reheal themselves. Right. Like he got shot in the hand. Uh, they just gave him some virgin blood, and then boom, he's all healed. Yeah. Well, but. One of them gets their eye poked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did. The uh, son. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I really think, cool. I think like either the mom gives him some of her blood or something like that. Maybe like, that was it. Do you remember the scene with Ortho from Beetlejuice? No. Man, he played the teacher when he first because he first came to town and he he went to school and everything and he drove this like badass Camaro and everything and the, and or Ortho uh, caught him in a lie. He said he was from some place called like. Uh, uh, Little Rock or something yeah. like that, which wasn't a place or uh, whatever it was, and uh, and he caught him in a lie, and then like sh he, uh, I think he w he was gay in it too because he pulled him over. Remember, he drove real close to the Camaro yeah. and pulled him to the side of the road, and then like gave him shit and was saying, "You're gonna do whatever the hell I want." And Ortho was pointing at him, and this kid ripped his finger off. That's right. And yeah. then just chased him into the woods, and Ortho was like screaming and crying, and he just slaughters him right That's in the right. woods. That's right. I man. forgot it was about really that. Really great. <laughs> you feel bad for Amy McMahon in this uh, movie too because she played this like sweet girl who worked at like the movie theater and yeah. shit and uh, she thought this guy was going to be the guy for her and everything and well, and they went to the they went to the cemetery. Yeah, to that take was pictures. great for a picnic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that picnic scene, man, it was really good. Yeah. He just turned on her. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a, it was a fun movie, you know. And it was I, fun. I, it was hindered by the special effects, to be honest. I agree. With you, when you um, rewatch it, it came out in '92. So. I mean, those probably were like, it was because it it was almost like 
animation in a way when it yeah, turned. Or claymation. And they were like, know. what are these creatures? Yeah. <laughs> they're not um, scary, but they're uh They're, they're not interesting. quite comical either. I mean, there was enough blood in it, though, that he was ripping. There were eyes being pulled out, like you said, yeah. fingers being ripped off and yeah. everything. So it was a big blood count. In yeah. It. Um, and I mean, I was probably 13 when I saw this, yeah. so I was prime for this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? It was... Uh, but I, I it and it wasn't you were worried going into it that you were going to see a lot of animal cruelty and it it really wasn't yeah uh, it was fake enough that you could tell these the dead cats that were dead were yeah puppets and shit like that and the, the cats were like the heroes yeah I mean at the end where these cats were jumping on those things because they were in that yard waiting to make yeah. their move man. oh man and it was good man it was it was very interesting there's def it's very unique and you definitely aren't seeing anything much like sleepers yeah for sure and like I said if you're gonna watch one of those I think it was. It was it was never a book. It was never a book oh, or a really? story. I think this was a straight just a straight up, screenplay. Uh, screenplay. Huh. And I'm not sure. I I think it was written by Stephen King, but I think it was adapted by somebody else. I'm not sure. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, because I know Stephen King's in the movie. Yeah, he definitely is in the movie. Yeah, some of the cameos were awesome. Like Clyde Barker played like the uh, uh, one of the uh, screen screenplay by Stephen King. That screenplay by yeah. him. Yep. And uh, Clyde Barker played like the uh, the medical examiner, and Toby Hooper played a cop, and yeah, it was really good to be able to work all those guys into it. All right, I'm gonna I'll keep it to horror, but I'll keep it to like the comedy horror that I got on here. Okay. All right, 1980s. The only one I got that's not in the 90s is 1980s Motel Hell. God. Oh, I don't think I ever saw that. I one. love Motel Hell, man. It was my favorite. I owned. I I went on a rampage and bought all the old Fangoria magazines. Oh, nice. And then I I was like, I have to trim these suckers down. So I ended up selling all of them, but two. Uh -huh. And the, my two favorite covers, and they were uh, issues between one and ten. I think one was number eight and one was number nine. And one of them was that Italian zombie movie where uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, where he, uh, the zombie fought the shark in the no. water. They were like punching the shark what? and everything. And it had one of the grossest scenes where. Uh, uh, the shard of glass went right into this girl's eye. These Italian horror guys, they just pulled no punches with the shit they were doing. So that was one of them. The other one is the one that got Fangoria banned from, like, grocery stores and shit. Really? Because and it, it's a lot more funny than it was horror. But the scene, the, the picture of the front cover is... Uh, it's like this tall six foot farmer like farmer guy who looks uh -huh. like straight out of Green Acres, gray hair and everything. <laughs> but he's wearing a pig's head and he's oh, carrying a, a a large chainsaw. And so that was the front cover always was the chainsaw and the guy with the pig's head on. That actually was, sounds familiar. And it was creepy to me. as hell and people watched it thinking that it was gonna be and there was some creepy stuff in it for sure. But it was it was straight up rednecks who lived in the woods and they ran this uh, kind of inn and uh, or motel as it was right. and it, it actually was Motel Hello and, uh, and, uh, and the, the O was, was always yeah. out so it was Motel <laughs> Hell and uh, it, stay there. it was run by this guy and his weird sister mm. and his, his weird sister played I don't know how well you remember Porky's Kind of. She, she played the big fat Bermuda ball breaker. Miss Ballbreaker. Yeah, Ms. yeah ballbreaker. I remember her. Yeah, so she played the sister in this, and she always wore overhauls, and she was a lesbian. She was hitting on the main girl the whole movie and wanted to get her alone. And her brother was hitting on the uh, the cute girl because at the very beginning of the movie, they're like running people off the road, kind of uh, like uh, Hills Have Eyes style. Uh -huh. And they're they're getting people off the road, and uh, what happens is at the beginning of the movie. 
two guys on a, uh, a girl and a guy, pretty girl and a guy on a uh, motorcycle, uh, <clears throat> get pulled off the road, and then the farmer finds her and brings her back to the hotel and says, oh, you were in an accident. And she's like, where's my boyfriend? Oh, he didn't make it. Oh, shit. Well, we already buried him. Oh, he, he, what? He, he's gone. He, he's, so forget about him. You should yeah. stay here and recuperate, and we'll take care of you and everything. And she, she's at the hotel, and we're going to get the, uh, the doctor say you shouldn't move right now and everything. And then shortly on, you realize what's going on. So they they don't usually leave anyone alive. Usually they kill everybody, uh-huh. and they have the best jerky in town. Oh my god, where's this, where's this jerky coming yeah. from? And he's even he's uh, his he's selling it at the motel. People come by and buy his meats, uh-huh. and he's got pigs. He's got a slaughter farm there, so people are thinking he's just yeah. slaughtering the meats. Yeah. But he's he's got an he's got another blend that he's blending with him, and it's uh-huh. people and. Uh, and they even say it later on, like when they say the it's cops people. are going to get, well, the cops are going to get you. And he says that guy is the biggest cannibal in the ta- in this town. He has been eating my meats for thirty years. Oh shit! Type of thing, and yeah. like he's been feeding meat and people. He's been doing this for years. Oh wow! Uh, so what's funny is. Um, yeah, he's got a slogan. It takes all types of critters to make Farmer Green's fritters. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's awesome, man. And uh, so one night he goes out into the woods, and you see him drive to, like, this fence area where there's, like, this false hedge. And he moves the hedge, and he goes in there, and this is what he's got. And it reminds me of the scene from um, Major Pain where he has all the recruits buried to the heads up. Hello, my little Brussels sprout. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> he's spraying water on them. That's what's going on. He's got these, like, lids on the ground, and there's, like, 12 of them, and he takes them all off, and it's people buried from the neck up. Oh, shit. Their throats have been slit. They're they're forced in there, and then he they're, like, they're almost wild. Like, they're making these weird noises, and they're trying to snap at him when they come close to him. Huh. And he's feeding them this weird stuff through funnels and everything and keeping them alive, oh, like, almost God. like Venice or, like, uh, what is it that the poor animals that they keep... Uh, uh, the poor little deers that they keep friggin' uh, young oh, and supple uh, before they kill them. Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. Or is it? Uh, I think you're thinking of lambs. Cows? Is it lambs? They yeah. do that. Oh they, well, yeah. Cows. They do. Um, they like clip their legs and won't let them move, and they want to. Uh, oh, it's horrible. Veal. It veal. There yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what they do the veal is what he's doing to them basically. Yeah. And then when they're when they're ripe, they, he'll kill them and they'll pull them out and everything. Oh god. And it, it's so weird. And uh, she finds out about the. She finds her boyfriend buried back there, and the the people eventually get out of the holes, man. Oh shit. And so they're like all zombie like, but they're fast and they can move and they can fight they just can't talk and they're yeah. just not all there because they've been eating all this stuff and oh god it's it's a wild wild fun movie that everyone forgets about motel hell man yeah it's I, so great i'll tell you that just the the premise of going you know down making the wrong turn or whatever mm-hmm. and I, I don't think it's on your list but have you ever seen that movie wrong turn no but i hear a lot about it oh, I, I think i own like wrong turn two because it came with a disc Wrong Turn One, Wrong Turn Two is is pretty decent. I might own it. I don't Um, know. I haven't seen like three, four, or five, but Mm. dude, that first one, you talk about. Wait, back up. There's a five. Yeah, I think I think it does. Um, Usually, those movies that happen like that, the first one is pretty good. No, the first one is really good. I I didn't think about it, or I would have put it on this list. But you talk about dysfunctional. That is a yeah. I mean, they're all kind of they all kind of come back to Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like I would have put Texas Chainsaw Massacre two on here if we hadn't just talked about it recently. But because that's the the king of dysfunctional families, in my opinion. All right, what do you got? All right. Um, so this one's pretty fucking dark, but I also think it's really fun. Um, Brightburn. Oh, good one, man. Dude. 
Brightburn. My mom just saw that and loved it. Uh, dude, uh, it's a great It's one of those movie, great movies, dude. but it has some scenes in it that oh, are man. difficult to watch, yeah, man. I'm not sure we even were able to talk about this the last time we, we brought it up. We mentioned it yeah. in 2019 because... It had just that, come out or something? Yeah, or I, just I, it? I put it on my best of, I'm pretty sure. Nice. Um, uh, but we're probably pretty vague. We could talk a little bit more about these those disgusting scenes now. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's a quick, pretty e- easy premise to describe too. It's, it's Superman. Yeah, it, if it, he if he turned evil yeah. at puberty. Yeah, absolutely. Instead you of know. sweet and nice. Oh my gosh, dude. And his parents were nice. It wasn't the parents. Yeah. So it was something like ingrained in him. Well, so what it was was he, you know, like Superman, he came down in a. I guess Superman came down in a ship. This in a kid, ship and just crash landed. Yeah, and this kid was more in like a freaking asteroid yeah yeah um and on his like 13th or 14th birthday it started calling to him and it was saying like they they should have destroyed the fucker but they kept it buried in the barn yeah the parents and the parents kept it from them they they weren't going to tell him anything and right elizabeth banks brilliantly played the mom i'm not sure who the dad was Um, but he was really good david denman he also played roy from the office oh i never saw the office yeah yeah um and then uh, Matt L. Jones, who's... Oh, he's great. He's the badger from uh, from Breaking Bad. He played the uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was the one in the truck, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, one of the best yeah. death oh, scenes God, ever, God, dude. That was, too. Um, and so Jackson A. Dunn is the kid's name. So, um, But his name is also Brandon Byer, which he has that BB. Yeah. And he lives in Brightburn. Oh, nice. So he has... You know, that's his symbol is mm-hmm. a, a backwards B connected to a forwards B. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, on his, like, 13th or 14th birthday, this rock starts calling to him, mm-hmm. and he's, like, sleepwalking over to it, and he's trying to open it. But at the same time, his powers start to kind of, like, show themselves. And you find out in the lawnmower scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's so great. It's such a great scene and a difficult one to watch, even though it's it's such an easy one to do, first of but all. But because even still, even though you know the premise of the movie, yeah. you know that nothing's going to happen, you still don't know that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And he's, so basically, the yeah, the... the the lawnmower is running upside down. Upside down. And he's just, he's sticking his hand out towards it. So you're like, oh, this motherfucker is going to try to grab that blade that is yep. completely moving like crazy. And he does. Yeah. You know, and then he throws the lawnmower yep. like, you're like 500 oh, this, yards. This kid can, is dangerous. You don't realize how dangerous over he those is. Mountains, you know, like. Until he kills the uncle, do you not realize how dangerous well, he is? when he crushes the little girl's hand. Well, that's true. You know, that's so true. he has a crush on this girl. Um, I think her name is Emmy Hunter. Um, and basically like he sneaks into her room mm-hmm. and is super creepy about it. And he like turns on her laptop yep. and starts playing a song and she wakes up and there's nobody there, but because he's so fast, he can do it without being yep. seen. Um, and eventually she sees him and like screams and calls her mom and like, the mom calls his parents yeah. and tells him that he was just there, and they're like, it's impossible, he's here. Um, I can't stress how scary this movie was. This was one of the scariest movies I'd seen in the last <coughs> 10 years because it was you were real, you were literally scared to see what the next scene was going to be. Absolutely, like, and especially they're playing a trust game yeah. in school, like the next day or the day after. And, and every scene was more difficult than the, uh, than the next. The scene with the eyeball in the diner, Oh the yeah, glass dude. Came down, yeah, I, and got her in the eye. And yep. lo- talk talk a little bit about the truck scene, man, because it's oh. it's it's crazy. 
It's so, crazy. And, it, and we'll spoil it, but it's not really spoiling it unless you see it. You really have to see it to, yeah, and to really know what we're talking about. So um, Meredith Hagner plays... It might get you to watch it, too, if you yeah, listen to this movie, right? <laughs> Tavon. Um, Meredith Hagner plays uh, Brandon Byers' aunt. Yeah. And so basically he crushes this little girl's hand, mm-hmm. and they make him go to counseling for it. Well... Eventually, after talking to his aunt, she kind of figures out that there's something going on with him. Mm-hmm. And he shows up to her house, like, in the middle of the night, like, when he should be at home. And eventually, he kills her, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, the uncle doesn't know yet, though, right? Right. The uncle's yeah. out drinking with Brandon's dad. Yeah. And um, he comes home. And Brandon is still in the house, and he like tries to play it off a little bit, yeah. but then uh, Matt Jones discovers his dead wife and gets in the truck and like, or no, he he puts him in the truck and yeah. he's driving him home, mm-hmm. and that's when he kind of finds out that like he killed his wife, um, and he tells Brandon to get out or or something along those lines. He pisses Brandon off, yeah. and like realizes that he shouldn't have done that, um, and. Brandon picks the truck up and like standing outside of the truck. Just yeah. Just like picks it up and flies it. I don't know. 200 feet in the air. Yeah. And then just drops it engine first. And dude, Matt Jones, when it hits literally eats the steering wheel and it goes from the front of his mouth all the way to his ears. So his fucking jaw is just hanging off. He's got to try to pull it back up yeah oh my god just watching him try to hold it up yeah and oh my god and the thing is is he fucking lives through that to go to the hospital so like it was after that i realized wow this director is going to try to really take us for a ride here so i was i was literally scared like with his dad was in the woods yeah and then the way it ended you were like holy crap yeah dude. it it was difficult man it was a very difficult movie to get through but also as soon super rewarding though yeah no it really really is it really is you're watching it realizing this movie's great but this movie's really i should not be rooting for this (laughs) kid but i fucking am i shouldn't be watching but i can't turn away yeah no and that's what it was and like i'll tell you as soon as this movie because i didn't see it in the theaters got um, no love in the theater no nothing None. dude that's and i couldn't believe it i heard it was terrible and then finally it came out or you rent. just didn't hear anything about it you know I, it just I, yeah I, very little i remember hearing that it was good but by the time i was able to go yeah. see it in the movie it was the week after yeah. it had left the theaters um so i had to wait for it to come out for rent um and dude as soon as it was over i googled brightburn too because yeah, yeah. I could not wait. Nothing. 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 No, I think they could have it. created an entire... Still can. It hasn't been long. It's been, I think, what, 2013 or 2015? Yeah, still not too long. Oh, no, no I, if I said be. it was 2019. No, yeah, it, 2019. Yeah, 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 so it's been, yeah, it's been dude, nothing. If they did a bright I, The James Gunn, is that who uh, directed it? I'm pretty um, sure it was the Avengers guy. Uh, not Avengers... Uh, what did James Gunn or oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Right, um, because that's see. why he got Elizabeth Banks because he did uh, David Yarovesky. He must um, have had something to do with it. Screenplay: Brian oh. Gunn and Mark Gunn. Gotcha. Yeah, those guys did uh, Slither. Do you remember Slither with oh, the yeah. uh, thing? Yeah, and that was similar. You know, not similar in any way, but it was like that horror. 
it, it was like a grotesque horror at times. Yeah, that was more of a go into your fucking mouth. Yeah, that was yeah. fun, man. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Brightburn, yeah, check it out because uh, it, it's very possible a lot of people listening don't know about it. Yeah, no, it's so slept on, dude. I tried yeah. to recommend it to my brother a couple of months ago. I don't think he's watched it since. Yeah, I'm glad I lent it to my mom. I knew she was gonna like it. Yeah, she. Uh, just also a note: she uh, really enjoyed uh, Midsummer. Oh, really? She did. So she was in the uh, that one camp. There's two yeah. camps. I, I, you're either in one camp or you're in the I'm other. I'm on the fence because of what they don't <laughs> yeah, show. There's a fence between the camps. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to a random 1992 movie that I saw in the theater that no one fucking knows about and I can't find anywhere. And I literally had to. I I remember it really well, but I rented it on iTunes the other day. I ended up having to spend four dollars on it because it's not on YouTube. You can't find it on DVD. It's it's super hard and it has an amazing all star cast. And that was 1992's Passed Away. Oh, I've never seen it. That does not surprise me. I, I was hoping that I had seen it, but no, I haven't. I was hoping you were too, but and you might remember when I start talking about it. Yeah. It's very uh, Death at a Funeral. Huh. It's So it's basically Death at a Funeral before Death at a Funeral. So you have this whole dysfunctional family that gets back together because the major guy of the family dies. Uh-huh. And so the stars of the movie are, and none of them were huge at the time except for, uh, so the father is Jack Warden who's the uh, the grandfather from Problem Child. Oh, okay. You know, so he's the father, and at the beginning, he's getting out after having this uh, really bad heart attack. And then he goes, and his son picks him up at the uh, hospital, and his son is Bob Hoskins. And uh, huh. his Bob Hoskins works as, like, a tree arborist, and he's talking to his dad. You could tell that this, is gonna, this heart attack is going to be a, a new leaf on life and everything. And they get back to the office, and William Peterson, who's the main guy from CSI, Okay. Like the original CSI plays the other brother. And uh, they show up at the office, and he's got a, a surprise party. So when Jack Warden opens the door and they yell surprise, Jack Warden has a heart attack right on the, uh, oh, at the spot shit. and falls in the ground. So he's like, I killed him. I killed him. <laughs> I didn't mean to kill him. So the, the siblings in the family, it's a big family. So you got Bob Hoskins. you got William Petersons are the sons. The daughters are played by... Uh, Francis Mc, uh, uh, what's McDormand, uh, McDormand from uh, Fargo. The other sister is uh, Pamela Reed, who is the girl from uh, Kindergarten Cop. Yes. And uh, her husband is Tim Curry, who's in the movie. Uh, who else am I missing that's famous on there? Anybody? Uh, Maureen Stapleton. Maureen Stapleton. She's the mom from uh, Johnny Dangerously. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she plays the the matriarch of the, uh, the family, the mom. And uh, a lot of crazy, like, old ladies. Some of them were in Funny Farm. Uh, everyone was a character actor that you know from someplace. Says Dylan Baker's in here. Dylan Baker was really funny in this movie. I, uh, you, I always remember him as the creepy guy from Happiness, but you, 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 you remember from Delirious, which is I try to remember, and that's where I should remember him yeah. from. Oh, he's so great. And he's really movie. funny in this movie, too. Uh, and, and it's all about their dysfunctional problems. They, they go back there. Oh, and uh, my favorite actress in the whole movie really is Nancy Travis. Uh, I love Nancy Travis. I've always oh, okay. always had a crush on Nancy Travis. I know she's in a t- she's in that uh, Tim Tim Allen uh, TV show, Last, Last Man, Man Standing. Standing. Yeah, and she's been that. in it for years. But I don't know her from that. I know her from So I Married an Axe Murderer. I know her from Duck Man. Do you remember that old cartoon oh, Duck yes, Man? Dude. She was the voice of the mom. She was in Becker. You know that Ted Danson oh, yeah, uh, yeah. show. She worked as the uh, the guy the girl who worked at the uh, God, restaurant. God, I miss Duck Man. 
always loved Tra- Nancy Travis. She she played that. Uh, she had a great smile, and she always played that actress that you really wanted to like. She didn't, she never played a bad like uh, pissy actress. She always played the the likable one. Uh-huh. And so just similar to like you know in Death at a Funeral where uh, the little person showed up. Right. This was her. Like in the middle of the funeral, she showed up looking all sexy, and people were like, "Well, who the hell is this bitch? Right, Did yeah. our dad have an affair?" Yeah. And they're all trying to get this information out of her and she's everyone's got their their problems happening so um bob hoskins is slowly following and falling in love with her william peterson is taking over the family business and has to make this deal during the funeral with dylan baker who wants to buy the company francis mcdormand shows up with an illegal alien and uh he's at the house, and uh, INS shows up, so oh, they have shit. to. At one point, they have to take the body out of Jack Warden's body out of the casket, <laughs> and put the uh, the illegal immigrant in there <laughs> and make his face up like he's dead, and he's got to try not to sneeze. Yeah. I mean, it was like a Three's Company episode That's after a funny, while dude. there, and it was really a lot of fun watching it play out. Uh, one daughter who was uh, who was super pregnant. Uh, the, the Maureen Stapleton, the mom, didn't know she was pregnant, so they got her wearing this big coat to try to hide the fact that she's pregnant. Right. And her uh, her boyfriend shows up at some point. It was just, it was so outrageous. Very, like I said, very similar to uh, Death at a Funeral. Uh, a completely different premise, other than the funeral brings everyone together, but they right. all have their crazy problems. Uh, it was a fun movie, man. I loved it. 1992, I, I, I watched it in the theater. And I'm pretty sure I owned it on VHS, and I never hear anyone talk about it. They never play it on any stations. It's completely playable on like the Family Network or wherever they want. I mean, yeah. there's some. I mean, it's a it's a PG PG-13 movie, man. But it's it's wonderful. I'm surprised that a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah, no, it sounds really now, good. Yeah, like when I talked about it, I I, I knew that you weren't going to know what it was because I've never met anyone that knows what Passed Away is, and huh. I know I've shown it to people. So Dave might know yeah. what it's from, but uh, yeah, not many people. Tim Curry was so great in it. He's Great uh, man, dude. he's. I feel sad because he has had his stroke and yeah. he can't do uh, a whole much of anything right now. But um, thankfully, he's done a lot of stuff in this. So he was Pamela Reed's husband, who they had been divorced, but she did not tell her uh, mom that they had been divorced. Uh-huh. So she blackmailed him. She's like, "I will do this for you if you show up at my funeral, pretend that we're still married." <laughs> and so he was flirting with people at the funeral, and uh, he was just really, really funny. Man. Yeah, I, I miss him, man. I know he's still around, but like, I miss. The the old Tim Curry, oh, but I'll tell you, you, forget how many movies he had done. When you watch him in back in the day, and you watch yeah. him in Oscar and all those movies. I've recently seen clips of him doing like interviews and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'll tell you, dude, he still has his sense of humor. Oh, he's still he with is it. So he's fucking still with funny, it. man. But yeah, he's just. Uh, I mean, he's paralyzed, right? I think yeah, I think he's pretty paralyzed. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, can he talk? I don't yeah, know he yeah, can't yeah, talk yeah. because see, I he, know he's, he's got slurred speech. Yeah, he but, came back and played a, a, a different role in like the reading of uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, really? Yeah, they had someone come in and play Doctor Frankfurter. He wasn't going to do that, obviously, but they had sure. him come in and play something else for it. So yeah. he's definitely still around and uh, and doing stuff. So. Yeah, I've just I've seen I, and I wish I could think of some of the jokes that he you know has said, but like he's still very quick witted because yeah, he'll I'm, be doing an interview and somebody will ask him a question, yeah. he'll answer the question and then they'll ask him like a follow up. Yeah. And he'll make a joke about the question that he just answered. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like that's how Bobby the Brain was. Right there, Bobby the Brain you know? like had lost his jaw at some point, and then was uh, he, he was almost a paraplegic. But he was still uh, he wasn't a paraplegic. He, he lost his speech. He lost his jaw, and he lost a lot of weight. So he was in a uh, 
uh, a wheelchair, mm-hmm. but he was still flipping people off <laughs> and everything. And yeah. it was really funny that he still kept his sense of humor and he was still that uh, like hardcore asshole. To people. Yeah, I thought that was great. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, passed away. Check it out. All right. Um, this one's a little more on the comedy side. Well, a lot more on the comedy side. Uh, 1994's Serial Mom. Oh, God, Serial Mom. Dude, man. this is such this a fun is, movie, dude. This is true John Waters, though. So it's like, if, if you think you know what you're going to watch when you go in this, it's yeah. outrageous. That's the, that's the word to, exp- to describe every John Waters movie. Outrageous. It's Definitely. just what level of outrageous it is. Yeah. Because some of his movies are really gross and it's like people eating shit and it's like weird this wasn't this was the more palatable level yeah. of uh, of John Waters probably the most palatable of any of his movies this and probably Pecker uh why don't you tell us a little bit? Well, first of all, we got the great uh, Kathleen Turner, yep. Ricky Lake, who yep. is in every John Waters movie. Was well, she really? Yeah, I didn't she's in like that. every single one. Huh. Yeah, she's really great. Huge John Waters fan. Uh, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard's so great in this movie. Sam man. Waterson or Waterston. Waterson, yeah, he he's gotten a resurgence too because of that Grace and Frankie, and then he was on the newsroom and everything. Yeah, he oh, was okay. really great in this movie. Um, also, I don't know what really happened to this guy, um, Justin Whalen. Justin Whalen, what does he look like? Um, I'm trying to think of some other stuff that he might have been in. Justin Whalen, yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I saw him in a few other things. Um, hmm. Let me just pull him up some of the other movies. <clears throat> Child's Play Three. <laughs> I didn't um, see him in that. That's that's what I know him <clears throat> from. He was he was he, he was, was the, the main character. Yeah, he, he was, was in kid. like uh, he was in the army. Jeez, and what happened to that old kid though? That's what I, I know, know, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, funny, funny. Side note, I got a Teddy Ruxpin the other day. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it didn't come with a tape, though, so oh, i got to order hell? a tape now. Good shape? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. absolutely. I don't know if he works yet or Where not because the there's you no tape. Um, a friend of mine actually was cleaning out her garage and put out, like, hey, does anybody want any of this stuff? And I told her, I said, my buddy and I, like, a month ago, yeah. were just talking about Teddy Ruxpin, That's and I told funny. him it's, like, the one thing I missed, so she sent it to me. That's awesome. Um, yeah, dude. But, uh, so, yeah, uh What's her name? Uh, Kath- Kathleen Turner. She's is, funny as hell, man. I always she, loved her, man. She is like total, and they even mention it in the movie. She's total Beaver Cleaver, yep. you know, family mom. Like leave it to the be- leave it to the Cleavers or whatever. <laughs> leave it to Beaver, but she's got a Cleaver, you know. <laughs> um, and she is like. 100% you have to follow all the social rules, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't break those rules in this house. Like, I, there's, she eventually starts killing people for breaking s- stupid ex- things. Ex- yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, one lady. You cut me off. Yeah, one lady she tortures through the whole movie for taking her parking spot at the mall. <laughs> She's like doing prank calls to her. Oh the my God. Funniest cocksucker. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, it's so funny, man. It's really great. I'm going to have to lend this movie to my mom. My mom would love this movie. Oh, so it, it's funny. It's really funny. It's not for everybody. No. For sure. Because it's it's very it's a black comedy for sure because it deals with a lot of death. Oh yeah, but funny. I yeah. mean the whole thing. So like I think the first person she kills, she's at like a swap meet, mm-hmm. and I don't even know why she kills this guy other than he's with his girlfriend, um, and he's buying her things. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually she gets mad at something he does. I wish I could remember what it was. Um, and she gets a fire poker mm-hmm. and follows him into the men's room and stabs him with the fire poker and like pulls his kidney out, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's hanging there at the end of the fire poker. And she like doesn't want to touch it, but she has to like get it off of there and like. It's, it's just one funny thing after another. A lot of it reminds me of a. Do you remember Drop Dead Gorgeous? 
vaguely where they were uh, it was the uh, uh, the beauty pageants and yeah. the moms were killing the other beauty pageant yeah. members and everything yeah. and Christy Alley was in it and it was it was hilarious it was off the wall yeah. kind of funny and I mean and this is too you know and like so that's the thing Ricky Lake and Matthew Lillard love horror movies yeah. they're totally into horror they're movies they're the son and daughter right uh, and oh, yeah. so they, she's like becoming a hero to them mm-hmm. Until they see that she actually is killing people. Um, There's that scene where it's on the cover. She has the butcher's knife and she's got the big smile. And she's about to kill this lady. And the lady's like singing uh, Tomorrow from Annie. Mm -hmm. Like as loud as she can in her house. And she's just about to stab her. And she stops and she goes back and she puts the knife down on the counter. And she gets like a roast leg, you know. And comes and just bludgeons the lady to death with the roast leg. Mm -hmm. And the kids see it and start freaking out, you know. Um, and they, they start like taking up for their mom and like defending her because mm-hmm. eventually she gets caught. She has to go to court and she represents herself. And it's a huge farce and oh, it's just ridiculous. It's so great. And then she take out like, she takes somebody out of like the right before the credit. She just kills like yeah, one more person. One of the too, jurors. After the trial. Yeah. One, yeah. It's, she's either a juror or a reporter. I yeah. don't remember which one. Um, and she comes up to congratulate her and she's wearing white shoes after <laughs> Labor Day. And she's like, she gets her pinned, I think, again in the bathroom. And she's like, I said you were innocent. I just, you know, let yeah. you free. And she said something along the lines of like, yeah, well, this is my bad side. And she fucking kills the lady in the courtroom. People shortly thereafter discover the body. Yeah. And she just turns around with one of those like devilish smiles oh, and like gosh. cut to the credits. Like it's really hilarious. It's a fun movie, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but oh man, dysfunctional family for sure. Oh like, yeah. That's right up there. Yeah. But they portray that they're like the most normal family in mm-hmm. the world. And they think that she's innocent until they realize that she's guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, it's so fun, dude. I love Matthew Lillard, man. Oh, that was yeah. the start of his run where he was like on he did in Hackers and Scream. Right after this. And, yeah, I mean, he had a crazy run. SLC Punk, I loved it. Have you seen SLC mm-hmm. Punk? Such a great movie that no one's seen, man. Yeah. Really, really good. I loved Ricky Lake. I always thought Ricky Lake was great. I, I'm surprised when I uh, when she pops up here and there and people forget she was on that uh, King of Queens. She played like Doug's sister. Really? I didn't know that. that. She would come on random episodes and everything. And remember, she had for years growing up. She had that TV show. Oh yeah, uh, that, absolutely, uh, the Ricky Lake the, show. The Ricky Lake yeah. show. Yeah. No, I yeah. remember her from uh, Crybaby. Crybaby. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really good. I loved her in every all John Waters movies. I always thought she was great in. All right, we'll go a little dark. This was definitely dark, based on a book that I always remembered was on our bookshelf growing up as a kid. I never uh, read it. My mom was always a fan of it. Uh, the, uh, can, I, can I take a guess? Sure. Is it Flowers in the Attic? It's shit. Yeah, it is. Fuck Flowers yeah. in the Attic. Dude, that 1987. is a creepy-ass movie. V.C. Andrews, man. Wow. And it, I, I hear the book was even more... I never read man. the book. The book was more incestuous and really? Uh, really kind of a lot more. They tamed it down for the audience. I know it was a big deal when it came out. because I, I was. Mean, what, what, what year did it come out? Uh, 87. And uh, made it the... So basically what's going on is you have this great family. Very wealthy. Uh, very, uh, the very well off, but she had uh, uh, the daughter had left her main family to go marry uh, uh, her. It turns out that she 
she went to marry her cousin. Oh, wow, and, I didn't and, realize and that. she put, brought shame on the family. Or, oh, or wow. It might have actually been her uncle. I oh, think she wow. was married her uncle. And she went off and she had three kids, all like these Don't little blonde kids. kids. One of them was Christy Swanson, uh, the original Buffy. Yeah. Uh, and the other kid was uh, just a random character actor. He was in, he played a random character in They Live. And uh, had cute, two cute little twins and everything. And they looked like they had a perfect life. They would, uh, the beginning of the movie, they were, uh, the dad went on on business trips a lot they were super excited when the dad came home yeah and uh at the very beginning of the movie the dad died mm-hmm. and shit got bad they he had financial problems they had no money the mom was uh she was had this idea that we're gonna go back to my my father's house this rich mansion like you wouldn't believe yeah uh that was filmed in like somewhere in uh, massachusetts this massive castle basically and uh she said i'm gonna get back in my father's good graces i'm gonna get in the will we're gonna get all this money i will inherit it all Mm -hmm. and our life will be great again these kids are like damaged they just lost their father yeah they just packed up all their shit they got on a train and they showed up and it was not a good greeting you know they got met there by their grandfather Grandmother. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Was she the grandmother? Yeah. So okay. it's Nurse Ratchet. Oh, who, fuck, she was from, terrible. She man. was, uh, I also remember from Invaders from Mars, she has made a career out of playing the most horrible, and from all accounts, she is like the sweetest, yeah. nicest lady <laughs> in real life. I still want to piss her yeah, off. Louis, Louise Fletcher. <laughs> it played brilliantly by Louise Fletcher. <laughs> And if you thought she was bad as Nurse Ratchet, oh she was gosh. horrible yeah. in Flowers in the Attic. Like, she did not give a shit what happened to these kids. So she got in there, and she's like, uh, I don't want you here, but I'm going to put you here, and I'll feed you. You're never going to leave this room. Yeah. Your grandfather is never going to know you exist. And Ugh. she tells him, it's like from the get-go. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Uh, you're, she's like, immediately like slaps the three-year-old across the face, yeah. and you won't talk until you're unless you're spoken oh, to. Uh, you will. This is where you'll sleep, and your you the two boys will sit share this bed. The two girls are going to share this bed. Yeah, uh, you're going to be. We're locking you in here. We'll bring you food in the morning. Basically, they put these kids in prison. But they're in there for a long time. They're aren't in there they? for a long time. Even more disturbing is the mom. So the mom's like, "Don't worry, I'm going to work this all out. Yeah. I'm going to get into the good graces." And the mom leaves the room. Yeah, and they're on their own basically. Yeah. And the mom would come back at first. The mom would come back periodically and be like, "It's going well, you yeah. know." And, to the point where the mom starts not showing up at all, doesn't care, give a shit about yeah. the kids. She leaves them there. Leaves the kids there. And you're getting the impression in the book, I guess it was very obvious that the uh, the older brother and the older sister start having a relationship. Right. In the, in the movie, they just share bed. Uh-huh. And, and the grandmother freaks out, catches them in bed together, just sleeping. There was yeah. nothing going on. Right. And they were freaking out uh, over it. And eventually... The kids started getting pale, man. Yeah, they started dude. getting pale, and they realized that the small room they're in led to the attic. So they went to the attic, and they they tried to escape a couple times. And the they sick the dogs like Mr. Burns. Yeah, the dogs came out, so they had to like scale back up the roof and into the thing. And uh, it got so bad that the kid, one the oldest uh, boy, was in uh, medical school. I mean, mm-hmm. he had been before they moved there, so he had some knowledge about uh, health and right. That. And he was like feeding the youngest boy. Uh, blood, his own blood. He was like opening his right, veins yeah. and feeding him his blood. And to the point where they, when the uh, mother finally showed up and showed like zero empathy, and they were like, "He is gonna die. You take him to the hospital yeah. right now. You just do it." And they take it to the hospital, and like zero emotion comes back. He died of pneumonia. 
Yeah. There's going to be no ceremony. He's already in the ground. God, and just walked yeah. out of the room, and you're like, oh, why don't they strangle this bitch? Yeah. And it, it gets so bad that they're sneaking out of the, the room, to and they're catching that the mom is, like, now dating a new guy, and they're having parties, and mm. she's going to get married. And, yeah. oh, God, it was just, you yeah. felt bad. It was not, it was a very dismal that, <laughs> movie. The, Dysfunctional for sure, but oh, dismal fuck, as man. shit, man. No, I remember, I mean, dude, I was like... 10 or 11 when I remember like seeing this movie for yeah. the first time and I mean that I was young dude yeah and like all the kids in my class all the girls in my class yeah. were like raving about this movie and yeah. this, everything like that and I they like, probably read it too because it was a big I'm book I'm sure that they people probably did you know but yeah dude this like this, this is the movie you were raving about yeah no this was a fad man and yeah. but that the scene with the I won't say what it is, you know, where you find out why the kid is sick. Yeah. It always reminds me now of the sixth sense with the girl with exactly. the videotape. Yeah. Like those two to me are just it's two. It's true. Of, I mean, it puts you on a next level of uh, scumbag. We could have put this woman on both the mom and the grandmother could have been on the best villain list. Oh, like as a yeah, pair dude. because like, they were, you, you felt bad. You were like, well, the mother will come down and save these right, kids. The yeah, mo- you're waiting. It's, yeah. it's their kids, you know, but she's just like, nope, I'm going to wipe the slate clean. God, I dude. don't give a shit about the kids. We, we want them to die. We yeah. really want to. But instead of being, if you were going to do that, go in there and shoot these kids. Yeah. Don't, I mean, they're torturing these kids yeah. and letting them just die and starve to death and whatever else they're doing. To <laughs> People them. above the stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Your actual family, too. Yeah. That's what it was like, really creepy. Uh, and, yeah, the ending, it didn't end. I mean, it ended somewhat. I, I hear the book, it ended a lot more dismal than the movie did. Really? Yeah. And I uh, don't remember. Do they, do they? Well, remember at the, uh, I'll spoil it a little bit. They were like, the mom's going to get married. And they come down in the middle of the ceremony. Okay. All like decrepit and shit. And they scream, mother. Yeah. And they're like, they're confronting her. And the guests are like, who are these people? And yeah. the guy she's marrying her, who is this? And we're said, we're her children. Yeah. She's kept us in the attic. Ugh. And she keeps backing the mom up. And the mom falls off the balcony and gets wrapped up in like her wedding dress and like the trestle and she ends up hanging herself okay like right there yeah and uh Christy Swanson's narrating it so she narrates what kind of happens and everything after uh-huh. that but it's like the mom's just hanging there at least you got to see her get freaking yeah. redeemed yeah dude I, that that movie left a fucking mark yeah. on me man I'm waiting like, for Jack Nicholson to like bust in and start choking Louise <laughs> Fletcher eat her eat her <laughs> because I mean that's what you feel like when you see Louise Fletcher she's just too good at playing that evil evil woman man absolutely uh, she's dude. really creepy in it so I left that one there. I'll do a comedy for my last one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? This one, um, I mean, Dysfunctional Family describes this movie so fucking well. This is more, to me, a psychological, like, holy shit movie than anything else on my list by far, and that is Parasite. Mm. That's awesome, man. I forgot I forgot what you picked for. Yeah, no. Uh, in Parasite, we haven't talked about it since our 2020 pod. Yeah. And this is such a great pick, too, because it's dysfunctional for sure, man. Yeah, man. Almost both of them in a way. I mean, I, I guess the, the, the homeowners weren't as dysfunctional. They thought they had it. Uh, they thought they had it all right. They they were dysfunctional in the way that they had money and they thought that it was okay. The original maid was dysfunctional. Her family was dysfunctional for yeah, sure. So dude. this is a layered of dysfunction here. Yeah, dude, and it just kept unfolding, you know what I mean? But that was the thing is like as it unfolded, you found that while the the upper class people yeah. were good people, 
because they were so upper class, they gave no shit yeah. about the people that were this lower class. This is the class. type of movie that gets better every single time you see it oh, because you man. see more. There's I've only a seen lot, it once. And, it, and it, there's a lot going on to this movie that, yeah. you, you, that you kind of can see this on second viewing, yeah. too, because the class system is, like, major, like, oh, right dude. up in front. Well, it starts off with them in their house and in the middle of, I don't even know where they live, but, yeah. you know, it's in Asia. Korea. Is that what it yeah, is? South Korea. Okay. Um, and they're there on the bottom floor and they're fumigating the streets and, you know, they're like, oh, close the window. They're fumigating. And the dad is like, no, leave it open. We'll yep. get free, you know, free, free bug care. Yeah. You know, and like, so they're just sitting there just breathing, coughing, it in, breathing it in and living like, like poppers. Oh. I mean, like living really bad. Yeah. Well, and they have their cell phones and they're like, oh, there's no service. And they have to walk around yeah. the, you know, the, the hut or well, not a hut, but the, their small living space to try and find better data signal for their phones. Which is weird because, you know, it, it's. Once the once the kind of con starts, you realize how much hustlers these guys are, and you're you're wondering why aren't these guys doing well? Because they're obviously all really good at hustling, absolutely, and, and doing shit. Uh, each one of them pulls their own kind of weight yeah, onto it too. You know, and so basically, what happens is is the 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 son is studying to go to college, mm -hmm. and he knows English. And so he's going to be the English professor for this well-off family. Mm -hmm. um, so he comes in and he's teaching the daughter. I believe it's the daughter. Um, yeah, because remember his friend, his friend has to hand it over to the, uh, the, the poor kid. Right. Yeah. Because he's like going somewhere. He's like yeah, he's moving to America. He's moving to a different, yeah. Do, he's moving to America. Okay, he's I think he's America. going to New York. And he even um, tells him, he's like, yeah, I haven't even got my degree yet. And he says, all right, you don't need your degree. And so that's how he gets the job. And the maid... Instead of just doing that job and and living off of that, they looked at it as, well, we there's opportunities. Yeah, here. if I can get the driver fired, I can get my dad a job. If I can get the maid fired, I can get my mom a job. And yep. if the I, sister could be a tutor yeah. for the other kid. Yeah, you know. The art student. The that's art, what, the yeah, art student, and yeah. they all fake their resumes. They all start conning this well-off family, yeah. you know. It gets shady, though. I mean, how they're, how they're getting rid of these people, it'd be different if they were just saying, hey, look, I'm better at this job than yeah, men to no, hire they, me. They just totally demolish these people's the reputation. I mean, the driver with Didn't her, they like her, a, her panty, she took the, the girl got I, driven home by the sh chauffeur. Yeah. So she took her underwear off and hid it in the back where they knew the father would find it and yeah. fire the uh, thing. So that's how he got, she got in there. Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the, the maid one is where shit gets complicated. Well, and how, how was it that they fired her? Remember they got her sick with the peach fuzz. That's right. And they made her think that she was uh, uh, she was a lot more sicker than she was, and they found the blood on the napkin. Remember, the uh, the chauffeur dad showed yeah. her the blood, and, and they, they had to get rid of her? Yeah. Because they were just all freaked out about pandemics before the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And uh, and so basically, the, the well-off family decides they're going to go on a vacation. Yeah. And they thought they have a maid. They were like, hey. We got this made. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody's every. They're making money. They're you know. They weren't all. Sometimes they were all there at the same time at the house, but most of the time, you know, they, they weren't. I mean, but the they all had to pretend like they. The didn't mom know was each other. because the mom was the mom and the uh, was always there because she ended up becoming the maid. Right. Yeah. And uh, and so basically, when the well-off family decides they're going to go on vacation, 
the not so well to do yeah. family decides, well, we're just going to live in their house while they're gone. Yeah, they, for a they week. made like an all clear sign to each other. Everyone, come over. Yep. We can all hang out here. We'll eat their food. We'll, we'll live the life. We'll clean it up before they get back. And yep. of course, you know, they decide like, oh, they're not having a good time. It starts raining. They had gone camping, mm -hmm. and they call, and uh, you know, the housekeeper answers, and they said, oh, we'll be home in five or ten minutes. Well, before that, remember the housekeeper shows up at the front door yeah before they call and say we're coming home and they were like who the hell is this bitch and they were like oh it's the whole housekeeper and they foolishly let her in yeah they were like i forgot something i forgot something in the basement. in the basement yeah you have to let me in and yeah. they, they let her in and at this point the only the new maid can see her right you know and they uh and she starts moving furniture to get to this hidden door that leads into the basement. Yeah. And I'll let you take over what she finds And there. unbeknownst to their, her husband has been living down there. The original maid. Yeah, for yeah. God knows how long. I think it was like 15 years, it's maybe. It's been a long time, I know that. And she's know. been sneaking food to him there. It's like we've revealed that her lie kind of comes full force into their lie. Yeah. And, and he's, you know, he's malnourished yeah. and, you know, he's kind of crazy at this point. Like, and, you know, she's been gone for a while, yeah. you know, and, uh, and they have the upper hand at this uh, point, the, the family that, uh, is conning them because at this point they, she only sees the new, the old maid only sees the new maid and is pleading with her, please just let him stay down here, bring food to him. He'll yeah. get out of here and everything. Yeah. And then they all trip over each other. And she realizes that the other three people, the, the new driver, the tutors and everything are all in the house. And she puts it all together. Oh my God, you're scamming these guys too. Yep. And, they're, they try to. She tries to blackmail her. I'm calling the cops. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and eventually, also, they have like an all out brawl with yeah, the husband. Yeah, it's a brawl. You yep. know, um, and I don't know. Do you want to talk about the ending when they get home? Well, or? I mean, it's not quite the ending yet. Uh, so you can you can reveal a little bit more. They end up killing the the old maid. Yeah. And uh, they lock the guy back in the basement. Well, they think they kill her at first, yeah. but then they don't actually kill her, yeah. and then they actually kill her. Yeah. You know. Um, but and that was a great stressful moment. Like you knew there was blood everywhere. They had uh, stuff had like uh, shattered on the ground. Uh, they were all at the house where they wouldn't shouldn't have been. Yeah. And then the uh, I guess they got rained out of their camping trip, and they said we'll be home in ten minutes. Yeah. Make this kind of noodles that my husband likes, and we'll be there. So yeah. one person's cleaning up the mess. One person's dragging the bodies uh. back down to the basement. One person's googling and trying to figure out how to make this noodle dish because uh, she said she knew how to make it. Right. And uh, and then the the tutor boy has to hide under the girl's bedroom, and they're all hiding in the house. Yeah. And. Uh, at one point, they're hiding under, like, the coffee table while the other people are, like, having sex. Yeah, dude. That, and that's an intense fucking moment, too, because they have to, like, sneak their way out of there one by one yeah. without being seen or heard. Like, it's a, you think it can't go off the rails anymore, and then it goes to this crazy, wild, dark ending, which yeah. we won't get into, because it's it's fun, man. Yeah. It's such a great movie. I, I mean... And I, one best picture, and it, it, it deserved it. There were absolutely. a lot of great movies that year, though, that came out. And I'll say, and I, I saw this the weekend before it left the theater, yeah. and I mean, after it won it came back but um i remember thinking that this was going to be a balls out horror movie yeah and i kept waiting the entire time it was for, a balls out thriller it yeah it was, was a, a psychological out. thriller for sure you know yeah. and i kept waiting and waiting People were vague I, I i'm still surprised you were you saw it in the theater yeah no yeah. I, I i just kept hearing about how yeah. great it was you know and so <laughs> I thought this movie was going to be about parasites. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And where's then, the bugs? <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the movie, I I just remember like there was a, a, a some people that I knew that had also seen it, and none of us knew we were in the theater. You yeah. know, 
Um, and so afterwards, dude, we all just stood out in a circle after the movie was over and was just like, holy shit, that was amazing. Yeah. You know? And Subtitle 2. Yeah. It was another uh, kind of hitch that probably didn't get it a lot of love. Well, I think it was the first foreign film to win yep. Best Picture, yep, too. Yep, it was. You know? And it won Best Foreign Film also. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, I mean, it, yeah. it swept. And Such 2019 a, was a great... That's what makes this 2020 even worse so to me because horrible. 2019 had a great slew of movies. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable amount of movies. Yeah. Like, I still go back and forth between this and Rocket Man mm-hmm. and 1917, of which was the best you movie You gave that, that to me. Year. I still haven't watched it. You'll love it, dude. It's yeah. great. Have you still not seen Rocket Man either? No. Oh, Gotta see Rocket Man. Yeah, I love I the lent dude it to from my, Kingsman. Yeah, I lent it. Uh, that's the most amazing thing. He won Best Actor that year. Did too. he really? I lent my mother uh, Rocket Man. She's watched it twice. It's just so incredible. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, I like uh, Elton John. Yeah, and know? the Queen movie. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh, you gotta see that movie, yeah. man. You gotta catch up when you get some I know, free time. Dude, I know. Get some good movies. Uh, yeah, Parasite. Check it out, man. Don't be afraid of the subtitles in it. It's 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 a lot more. This it doesn't take away from the movie in any way whatsoever, and it's a great thriller. If you're a fan of thrillers, that's the one to go yeah, check out. Yeah, I mean, I I can't recommend this highly enough. Yeah. That was your number one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right, my number one. One of my favorite movies of all time. We've talked about it before. We've only talked about it probably once, maybe twice in 160 hmm. episodes. So I've waited a long, <laughs> enough time. And when I think dysfunctional families in a fun kind of way. Always goes back to my favorite comedy of all, all time, 1993's So I Married an Axe Murderer. Oh, yes. Love this movie. Heed! <laughs> Look at the size of that heed! It's like a melon on a toothpick. <laughs> it's got its own orbit. Like Sputnik. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, how can you hate the colonel? Yeah. Because he puts an addictive chemical in this chicken that makes you crave it nightly, smart ass. <laughs> God, man. We Mike have Myers. a paper down. <laughs> oh, God, it's such a quotable, quotable oh, movie, it's a man. Great movie. Mike Myers is one of my favorite comedians who never does enough stuff, but every time he does it, it just he kills it as Shrek, he kills it as Wayne. Oh, yeah. And this was one of my favorites as him playing a, a well fat bastards another yeah. one he oh, thought, or even gold member playing it yeah. i just love him man and i love his comedy and getting to see him play his scottish dysfunctional scottish dad yeah in this movie who are, he said he just kind of modeled it after his dad and uh, the whole family his mom yeah you were right best in yeah. uh, <laughs> sexy bastard aren't you well i think so yeah <laughs> and the great nancy travis like i said i love nancy travis man as the girlfriend in this movie uh amanda Plummer. who else was in this movie um I'm trying to think of who the captain is. Uh, the captain, Alan Arkin. Yeah. Uh, and uh, his buddy. Yeah. Who, who went on to do serious roles, but up until this movie, I knew him as Anthony LaPaglia. There we go. Yeah. He Up until this time, he played like a very funny kind of sidekick character. He was in that movie, 29th Street, that I love. I loved him in, uh, what's the vampire movie with him in the, uh, the mobster vampire movie? Uh, uh, Innocent Blood. Robert Lozier. Yeah, Robert Lozier. <laughs> Innocent blood. He was great in that, and he played the uh, the great partner that worked for the police force. And it's a very San Francisco movie, man. I love the beginning of it where he, he's at the poetry reading. Harriet. Was, Harriet. Sweet Harriet. <laughs> Harbinger of Haggis. Uh, I love his when he, uh, the women of cartoons won't leave me in ruins. Yes. I oh. want to be Betty's Barney. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Yes. Oh, God, so man. great. That's so <laughs> So great, man. So it's, it, it's such a time capsule too. this movie because it had those great nineties pop song. Remember they're playing the spin doctor song when they're on the way to, uh, to, um, 
what's the big prison there in St. Uh, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Yeah, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman's uh. scene, uh, the Michael Richards scene. There's so many great. Stephen Wright came in. Yeah. Uh, in this, he was the helicopter pilot. <laughs> the guy who drove him was uh, uh, Charles Grodin, who had a great scene. Might have been the last Charles Grodin movies I had ever seen him in. He's I think so he did great. a cameo in this, and then he just he just disappeared. He was kind of a uh, he was a news guy for a while, and then he just disappeared. I don't oh, that's know what right. he's yeah, done after that. that. But so you've got uh, Charlie. Uh, Char- was it McCarthy? Charlie. Uh, Charlie McCarthy. I want to say. I'm gonna have to find it. I'm not sure. Damn, I know his name is Charlie. So Charlie has gone through a series of women that has never worked out, and he can't settle. And he finally found this one woman that he loves, but everyone around him knows how destructive it is with his relationship. So his his friends uh, is Anthony Lapaglia, and he's like uh, he's like, don't ruin this. You know how you ruin the other ones. And they, <laughs> I love when he talks about his other girlfriends. Yeah. He says, she stole my cat. <coughs> she didn't steal your cat. Yeah. And she's like, and the problems he had with these women are so minor almost like serial moms yeah. don't get stressed out about this you're making excuses to get out of this relationship because you have commitment problems and he keeps denying it and everything and even his mom he comes to visit and that was the big scene yeah. with the family man where he comes to visit for uh what was it? Was it a specific thing? I know they were watching the soccer yeah, game. Yeah, they were walking, watching the soccer and game. And it was just sure. like a dinner party that they were having that just had Charlie and Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah. And they, uh, it was a great scene where you got to see Mike Myers fighting with Mike Myers and uh, his mom and obviously Heed. And yeah. uh, he starts dating this girl who works at the butcher shop. Yes. Seems perfect. They go through a great courting kind of uh, scenes where they kind of falling in love. And you realize she has a crazy sister played brilliantly by Amanda Plummer, who yeah. always plays the crazy bitch yes. in everything. She's from. Loved her uh, in The Frighteners. I loved her in The Frighteners, yeah, too, she man. She's just crazy. I loved her in. Uh, the prophecy do you remember in the prophecy i don't remember her uh she was one of the uh the like uh the dead people that christopher walken brings back to life to help him oh really and remember she's the one driving the car and she starts crying don't do that i hate when you do that oh shit <laughs> yeah she was great in that i i loved her most people know her from uh, as honey bunny from uh, oh Pulp Fiction. yeah absolutely yeah the girl at the uh cafe that starts the, holding up the cafe with Tim all Roth. right you motherfuckers <laughs> every one of you freeze <laughs> Great scene. I loved her in uh, The Fisher King. She was great in The Fisher King. So she played the crazy, probably the best looking she ever was, too. She And so I married Naxmer. I yeah. love the scene where she's taking a shower and Charlie walks in thinking it's uh, it's Harry. It's not, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like when she's like, oh, um, you want some breakfast? How does some pancakes yeah. and eggs and bacon sound? Maple syrup. Yeah, that sounds great. We don't have any of that. Yeah, the next shot is her pouring like Fruit Loops in the yeah. thing. Sorry, we didn't have any of that other yeah. stuff. That's fine. I like Fruit Loops. It's high in fiber. <laughs> it's funny, man. I, Phil Hartman's scene where they go to Alcatraz. So he's yeah. hanging out with uh, Anthony LaPaglia, telling him how great this woman is that he just met. And uh, they, they're they taking a tour of Alcatraz yeah. while they're doing having Which this seems discussion. like something they do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would seem it. And then Phil Hartman just randomly plays this super serious guard who's yeah. talking about uh, all the horrible stuff that's happened there. Yeah. It's great where Mike Myers interrupts him at some point, yeah. and Anthony Pogba's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And Phil Hartman looks like him like he's going to kill him. Yeah. And, and well, and then he say, like, just call me Shirley. Yeah. Everybody here does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My name is Joan Johnson, but everyone here calls me Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Such a funny stuff, man. One scene after another. I love Charles Grodin where he just keeps getting annoying, annoyed by Anthony LaPaglia uh, in the car. When Anthony LaPaglia is tapping and everything, he's like, do you mind? Oh, is that bothering you? No, it's one of my favorite yeah. things. <laughs> or when Anthony LaPaglia is trying to become like super cop. Yeah. Remember, he, he keeps begging Alan Arkin to yell I'm, at him. I'm, to yell at me. Yeah. Kind of yell at me, you know, bitch me out for doing this and everything like yeah. that. And at one point he does yeah. just to uh, just to appease Anthony LaPaglia. So yeah. he comes in, listen to here, spaghetti boy. Yeah. And he's just screaming at him. He puts him up against the wall and screams at him and he leaves the room. And then Anthony Pollock comes comes back. He's like, very good. Yeah. He's like, yeah you, you think so? I thought I went a little over top on that when I threw you against the wall. He's like, no, you keep at it. Yeah. It's really, really good, man. <laughs> God, I love this movie, man. Yeah, it's and, so and much there's fun. also a lot of like uh, uh, who done it kind of yeah, happens towards absolutely. the end there, and when they go to that like uh, uh, when they bed go on breakfast. their honeymoon, the bed and breakfast, yeah. it all comes to a head there. Oh. And uh, Mike Myers at some point really thinks that he's married a max murderer. Axe really murderer, thinks Nancy yeah. Travis is an axe murderer, and ever, all signs point to her too, for sure. Well, I remember now. Charlie isn't his name. Um, Charlie's the guy that she talks about in her sleep. No, that's the guy with a different... That, that's the... Uh, damn, Charlie is his name because oh, I, is I remember her, them screaming okay. Charlie at her. What was the name? It was one of my favorite Mike Myers moments. Ralph. Ralph, that's it. <laughs> because she's, she, she's having a nightmare and she's stirring and she screams Ralph and how fast Mike Myers pops out of bed when she screams Ralph. Yeah. And he pops up and she's like, you, you were saying Ralph. Yeah. And she says, oh, she's a friend of mine. Yeah. She's a friend of yours. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. then later on, she meets Ralph. Well, Remember, that's when his uh, his uh, towel falls down and he's butt naked when he's <laughs> hugging that girl? Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, remember, like, when it gets to the whodunit stuff, each one of her ex-boyfriends yeah. had, like, special skills. One was, like, a samurai. Yeah, one like, of them, yeah, was a kung fu expert. Yeah. Uh, one of them uh, was an artist, maybe? I think so. But she had keepsakes from each yeah, one yeah, of them, yeah. and they had all been murdered by this person. Well, it, this all started with her mom kind of like with the weekly world news yeah. kind of showed him the article about Mrs. X that's, who, that's who, had, who killed three of her old uh, people and yeah. just happened to be all connected to uh, to Nancy it, Travis it was, in a it way. It was a good movie. Was Very a clever, movie, man. Dude. Me and my cousin like snuck into this movie in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. We had gone to a different movie, I think, and we watched it. We uh, it ended, and then we went into the bathroom and hung out, and then walked into another one. And yeah. so it was a special to us because we were like, "Oh, we didn't even have to pay to see this." Yeah. But then I think we went back several times to see it, and it was almost instantly my favorite comedy of all time. Uh, so it, fucking! Funny, I watch dude. it like every year. I don't have a specific. I should come up with a specific date for it. Yeah. You know? uh, maybe I'm like my anniversary. There you or something, go. You know? Yeah. Because there you it's, go. It's very married. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's honoring our marriage as well. But <laughs> <laughs> it's super funny, man. I love it. I, Mike Myers needs to do more shit. Oh, dude. Every time we talk about him, we say that. Yep. And it's him so and Rick Moranis are the two guys that uh, I mean, and he was Mike Myers did do that uh, that Queen uh, cameo. Yeah. You would never recognize him. Yeah. Very similar to the Inglorious Bastards mm -hmm. cameo. You'd never recognize him. He's like doing it like he's afraid people are gonna be unhappy with the way he looks, and he. Looks right. fine. He looks yeah, completely normal. Absolutely. Yeah. He looks like he looks like Wayne, but a little bit thicker in the yeah. face. Uh, hey, we all get a little thicker in the face. <laughs> Except for Rick. Rick looks exactly the same. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Except he's got a big black eye. Oh, fuckers. Poor guy. <laughs> still oh, pissed man. about that. I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> Then someone needs to give him a roll just for that, man. Come on. I still hope he's in the fucking Ghostbusters. I man. know. I have. I have. I have faith that they probably are he lying to us. He has to, dude. He has to. I man. would lie to us, too. Yeah, just just to get him in there. Dude. Just put a small little roll. It doesn't have the to be The amount big. of joy that that will bring. People will literally go see that, like, 
just because Rick Moranis is in it. Yeah. No, uh, for real, and they'll go just to see well, that. Well, what's great about having the kids in the movie, you know, mm. it gives them the perfect opportunity that, oh, I heard about a guy that knows about this that was friends with my dad. Right. Let's go visit him, and that's how they find Vickman. Yeah. Then, oh, I heard this guy. We need to get him because he knows how to get the storage units. Right. And it just, the link is so easy to make it happen Anywhere that I almost wish I could write the script for it. Yeah. And it makes me, and we've, we try not to shit on the uh, the female Ghostbusters because I, I actually it. thought it was fun. I liked I actually it. thought it was enjoyable. Yeah. But it, it was obviously a missed opportunity to work uh, the franchise Absolutely, into it. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I've held on to my Ghostbusters toys because when that new one comes out, oh, yeah. suckers are going to skyrocket. I'm waiting dude. for it, man. And the new toys. Uh, I pre-ordered. I've told you they have the... Uh, they have the new toys for the Master of the Universe came out, yeah. and they're epic. And uh, Kevin Smith's uh, animated Netflix show, uh, Masters of the Universe, comes out next year, and I think those are going to uh, oh, that's awesome. line up. And they're only available. They're like Walmart exclusives. Mm-hmm. But I pre-ordered the Castle Grayskull. Oh, which is shit. Like the, the box itself is like the size of my coffee table. Oh, and shit. And it was only $75 if you pre-ordered it. And I was like, I thought that thing would be $200 Fuck for sure. Yeah. So I pre-ordered it, and it's coming in like, April. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> but I said, I don't even know where I'm going to put that thing because I'm not opening it. I'll keep it in its box and I'll yeah. keep it in like, I don't know, the closet or something until it's worth a lot two. of money. I, that's what I always <laughs> say. You, know, you should always order two because you can you can either sell two or you can you'll open eventually, one. You know? You'll eventually make your money back. For sure. You know? So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, dysfunctional families, man. You know, not everyone likes to have them, but they like watching everyone. Everybody's got one. (laughs) Everyone likes to watch other people's dysfunctional families. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the best, man. So you leave your problems over there. Yeah. No drama in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's dysfunctional families for this week. Next week, we have have me and Dave are doing a special Sean Connery kind of tribute episode. We were going to do true... we were going to do true crime, but we ended up pushing that off for a couple of weeks so we could work Sean Connery in. All super upset, but 90 years old, man. Yeah, I mean, you can't really yeah, complain when exactly. he reached 90 and he's had such the, the work. If you've looked at his stuff, like I'm trying to keep that list to like 10 or 12, and you could literally put like 20 of them on Oh, there. I'm sure, yeah. And, and um, we tried to make some good picks. I mean, uh, pick the best Bond one and do this. So it's going to be exciting to talk about him. He, him and I always look at him and Gene Hackman, and I'm sure Gene Hackman's going to go sometime soon uh, because he's he's up there too. He's like 90, 91, dude, 92. Clint Eastwood is still Clint around. Eastwood is still working too. Yeah. It's crazy. And we, when we talk Gene Hackman, we always talk. I, I appreciate the fact that he did 100 movies and I'm out. Yeah, done. 100 movies and he's gone and he's in the Bahamas. Like that's where Sean Connery was during this oh, whole really? time. He was in the Bahamas. I, didn't know that. I was like, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. You know, you do all these movies, you amass all this money, and you just live your life on the beach, enjoying it. I heard he uh, he's he's come out that he's uh, his wife said he had a little bit of a dementia towards the end. Uh, but I mean, you're ninety. Hey, you know, yeah. you're ninety, and uh, I forget from, shit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from all accounts, that he had a really great life, and uh, certainly had an exciting life. You can't Absolutely. live that fucking bond. Sean Connery. I mean, man. in the '60s, there was the Beatles. There was Batman and it was James Bond yeah. man. He lived all through that. He could not walk into a restaurant uh, without. And I know that uh, a lot of people have come out with great stories about him. From all accounts, I heard uh, Alan Tudyk, who is from, uh, you know, the uh, Tucker and Dale versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. the skinnier one. Yeah. He apparently he ta- he came out in tribute to Connery. Says I did spam a lot with Connery on Broadway once, huh. and I threw in a little. Uh, a little jab at him and did an impression of him uh, during one of the takes. Oh, and shit. he was not happy. He said he came, uh, he met him in the back 
behind the curtain, and he says he poked me in the chest, and it hurt. He wanted it. <laughs> he wanted it to hurt because apparently he doesn't like people doing impressions of him, and that's really? how I found out. He said he was still a gentleman about it, but yeah. he stuck his finger in him like that old man kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. and that he, he said I my sternum hurt, and he says it still hurt to this day. <laughs> and so I think about that when I see Daryl Hammond do his impression on like oh, SNL yes, Jeopardy dude. and everything. He must not have been happy. Oh, that. If he doesn't like impressions, if he doesn't like impressions of him, and that guy did a yeah. crazy impression. Oh yeah, because a lot of people can do the voice, but I mean, it's it, he was a he that was, was fucking hysterical. It was though. funny. I always thought it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Have a little bit more of a sense yeah. of humor. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna do our Sean Connery tribute. Me and Justin are gonna do an X Men franchise uh, recap. To that it's gonna be really great, man. X Men's one of those ones that even uh, superhero fans uh, that aren't superhero fans like it. Like Dave, oh, yeah. Dave is not a big superhero guy, but he likes the X Men. Yeah, you know because it's it's, it's fucking Wolverine, man. Like, Just come say on, it. Wolverine. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants to be Wolverine and have special powers. Absolutely, and shit like that, dude. Man. It's fun. Uh, and they, they've done quality movies. Not all of them. We'll talk about the shit shows when we're doing it. But then we'll get back to True Crime Part 2 where we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of good slew of movies. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up all the way worked out until 2020. So we're hoping a lot of... I might go broke renting a lot of these 2020 yeah. movies at the very end of the year when they dump yeah. them. Because, I mean, what are they going to do for for the uh, award season? Oh, they've got to dump a bunch of them. It's going to be a giant Zoom meeting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that Adam Sandler Halloween movie is going to have to be on yeah. our list, because, <laughs> which I do hear is good. It's all, it's all right. Yeah. It's a kid's Halloween movie yeah, with yeah, Adam so. Sandler in it. You know? <laughs> we got that and Sonic and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Bill and Ted. Yeah, at least Bill and Ted we got. <laughs> and, yeah, so there's some good ones in there. We'll weed them out. But if you want to get a hold of us, you can check us out on uh, our uh, Facebook page. You can see all the pictures of the uh, episodes that are about to drop. And you can also shoot us an email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com. Or you could leave us a like on our comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud or iTunes, and we would certainly appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, me and Dave will be back next week with some Sean Connery. See ya. Peace. It takes all kinds of critters to, to make, make Farmer, Farmer Vincent, Vincent Fritters. fritters. <laughs>